This podcast is intended for adults only. See, that wasn't so hard. Yeah, because I had to think and just go, okay, just say something. Okay. Well, well listen, <laughs> while, while I've got you here, I'm actually going to record the intro to this week's podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you very much for listening, and thank you very much for downloading uh, the Mastercast. I'm actually here with my friend, Goddess Coco, and we just finished recording an episode that will be uh, a few weeks from now, actually. Um, say hello. Hello. See, she and I just, just finished talking about strap-on play and the fact that she dates a lot of police officers and Tess, and, uh, which is uh, an organization here in New York City and all this other stuff. You'll hear that in a future episode. However, you, Coco, are here to help me kind of get into this next episode right now with my friend Mia, who records a podcast. Ooh. Now, and you're not really much of a podcast person. You've actually never heard the Massocast yet. No, I haven't heard the Massocast, but I've had podcasts. I have my I have my iPod. Okay, well, this is actually a good one to listen to. You, you go back to some of the earlier ones. Mm-hmm. You can go to Massocast.com or go on iTunes, and you can... Uh, subscribe right there but Mia has a good podcast you should listen to as well MiaOnTop.com and she talks about her experiences going to swing clubs and it's really here in New York City it's really a great podcast she's got a much sexier voice than I do um, so and it depends on you know which gender you're talking oh, about oh I think everyone and what's your orientation everyone I think would agree Mia has a very sexy voice <laughs> trust me you should download one it's at MiaOnTop.com uh, also, I'd like to thank people who have been donating uh, to the Massacast to help me pay for bandwidth because is is more and more. Just I just crossed the five thousand listener mark. Oh wow! Yeah. congratulations! Thank you very much. I downloaded it four thousand nine hundred ninety nine times. <laughs> no, I'd like to thank Andrew C who created the background music you're listening to right now. Feel free to submit more Massacast at gmail.com. Also in this podcast, you hear me referred to Paddles, and that is the uh, New York City BDSM club. Uh, so Mia sat down with Mia, and of course I asked her, how did she get into going to swinging clubs? Honestly, it was just something that I um, was uh, trying to get over an ex of mine, and I was just going out on a lot of dates with un uh, kinky people and I just said that's it I'm going to make this a priority of mine and find out about sex parties and swinger parties and BDSM parties and so I just started to go to them how did you then. find them uh, you know what was really helpful was the um, time out uh, sex issue really? that comes out I think every fall like October I think um, yeah so I found out about parties through there and then through going to parties I just asked more people about what parties they knew of and what they enjoyed I mean you're the very first sex party was it a pretty good experience or was it yeah well okay so when I had this mission of going to all parties possible the first one I went to was was great but prior to that I had been to a couple and uh they were not so good. But I was surprised that they weren't so good, and I really felt like there had to be more extravagant and indulgent parties, being that it's New York City, and it's, you know. What was bad about the bad parties? What was good about the good parties? The one bad one that I went to, maybe like um, six months before my adventure started, uh, it was just, in this basement and it was for uh, transgendered queer lesbians so essentially like uh, women and gay men and trans 
But it was pretty much all trans. And I went with two of my friends, and you had to strip down to your uh, underwear upon entry. And there were just not any women, really. And there was just this soggy, sodden mattress in the corner of this area that was sectioned off, like the women-only room. But still, the, the trans women were in there. And so that was a little strange, too, because they were kind of lined, three of them, four of them, were lined up on this bench. And then there was just two women biological women having sex, kind of. On a soggy mattress? Yeah, well, I say soggy, I didn't really see wetness, but I, well, I did, it was just like, saggy is I guess what I sh really should say, it was saggy. It yeah. sounds the opposite of sexy. It, yeah, it was not sexy It at wasn't all. sexy at all? <laughs> no. So even after that you said, there's gotta be something better than this. Yeah, cause you know, it, it was, it, I think free for women and otherwise, or, no, it wasn't. That one wasn't free for women. It was like five dollars right. to get in. So, um, and you know, we talked to the host of that party, and she said that it just—it's hit or miss. Like apparently, we got there kind of late, and there was just all these women that had come and got off, and or, right, <laughs> right, and then uh, left. As, so, as is women, that's what women do. As soon as they get off, they're out the door. Yeah. Boom! Right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, you know, we tried to stick it out and uh, we had a beer there and hung out for a little while and waited for some more women to appear. We weren't going to have sex with each other, so... Who's we? I can't. I went with two of my friends. And so, I mean, that, that must have helped quite a bit, going with a friend, right? It did. It did. Um, but I think when I started to make a commitment to go to parties, um, I really went by myself because it's... It's kind of better going by yourself because you're open to more adventures right. and you don't just stick by your friend, you know, when you, you kind of are closed off when you're just with your friend. Um, I, I've, I have to admit, I've gone to, uh, I've gone to a sex party in the past. I've gone to quite a few different uh, BDSM events, but there's not a lot of sex at those. Um, no, yeah. Um, when, uh, much to my chagrin. Yeah. But, um... I got. I went. I was invited to one sex party, and it was not what I was ex expecting. It wasn't. I walked in, and um, I wondered how long until I could leave without being rude, right? <laughs> yeah. And it's nothing. And, and but there were people there who were having a blast. I just wasn't attracted to anyone, right? Right. Um, again, wonderful people. My penis just had no interest in them, right? Yeah. Is it common to show up and not be attracted to anyone? Yeah, or? it is. Are you superficial like me? Yes. Yeah. Because <laughs> yes. I'm very superficial. If you listen to some of the podcasts, you know that. Right. <laughs> uh, yeah, the one, you know, that I've gotten some flack for, the podcast uh, Dancing Queen, which is about bad music being played. And I was just like, I can't, I cannot stay here. Like Because of the music? Because of the music. Yeah, it was horrible. Um, I was only there for like an hour because I just couldn't stick it out. Um and even if there was someone that was attracting, attractive to me, I don't think I could have done anything with that music playing. But no, so I don't really have the expectation of going to a sex party to have actual sex, because that to me is a little bit too much. Um, maybe it wouldn't be. I've just never gone to a party and totally been blown away 
by somebody that I was just like, all right, put it in, you know? I've had great, great times at parties, and I've had, like, um, it's, I've talked about it on one of the podcasts. Um, I interact with this couple, um, and she straps on, and we have intercourse, right. and that was great. Um, I remember that one fondly. Good, good. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what, uh, so what are your, you mentioned going to BSM event as well. What things do you... I know you mentioned spanking is a big thing of yours. Yeah. Um, what other things are on your on your list? I, I have friends who just... They have their nice list of five things, and that's yeah. all they need, and that's what keeps them happy, and it's right. like it's so nice, and I'm kind of jealous of them in, in that respect. But um, Yeah, I definitely have a list of five things that if I can at least have those, then I will be sexually satisfied. I guess the, the top one on my list, I don't really talk about it very much, but is any sort of role-playing with daddy-daughter. Mm -hmm. Love that. Um, yeah, I end up like having sex a lot more that just ends up being um, kinky in, in what's being said. Mm -hmm. So um, role-playing is a big part of that. Um, and then... Uh, Spanking and caning and being restrained. Um, I haven't done anything really with rope bondage and uh, listening to the rope cast that always kind of gets me curious. Uh, but I still haven't done anything with that, so that's on a list of something I'd like to <laughs> right, do. Right. Um, I think I'd be a little bit scared to be suspended. Um, I just, I'm really into yoga, and I started doing inversions oh, really? for yeah. the first time. I can't get there. I do yoga as well. I just can't. Yeah. It's so weird. Well, I just had this, and not to take it too off topic, but like no. I had this instructor who taught me these two tricks of how to do just a basic headstand, and I'll show them to you later. Yes, please. But it, it changed my ability to be able to do it, and so I'm able to get upside down pretty easy now. But still, staying upside down feels very freaky. And then it went in class we did a, a headstand, I mean, a handstand with assistance, like we were helping each other out. And I'm thinking, okay, this feels good, this feels good, yeah, okay, all right. And then I'm thinking, oh God, this does not feel good. I don't like this, get me down. And I ended up kind of falling down just because I wanted to get out of it so bad. So the aspect of that emotion then with while being tied up, is really curious to me like it kind of makes me like sweat with nervousness right. and excitement and right. you know it was at this point that uh me and i actually had to go because we were in the park in brooklyn and getting surrounded by a lot of families and stuff we didn't want to talk about anal sex in front of a bunch of kids so we w went into a bar and um my first question in the bar was is why is it is it so hard for single guys to show up at sex clubs they always really keep single guys out of sex and swingers clubs and i asked her why that is yeah, I think it's a couple different reasons, and one of them, unfortunately, is um, homophobia that just exists in our culture. And um, yeah, it's the couple and they're to get off with another woman, not another man. And it's kind of, it's not really said, but so actually in some places it is said um, that there's no male-on-male play that should occur um, so that's one of the reasons why that they don't include uh, single men uh, 
and then another I think is that like the I think I maybe I already said this is just that it's the the mid there's more men who want to go to these parties than women. Well, what about a woman who wants to have a threesome with two guys? That's not permitted either. Not really. No, I'm sure if it happened, it's not like you would get kicked out. Uh, but like there'd be some strange looks. Clearly. Yeah. It sounds like it's they're catering more to the men that they limit to. It sounds like more of it's a male-oriented fantasy than a. Even though they let most women in for free or low cost. Yeah. Single women, I should say, and they could charge couples a little bit. Yeah. Um, for people who are trying to make women more comfortable, it seems like they're also limiting the experiences that they can have. Yeah, absolutely. But I think that also it's just like men, you know, and and what they are taught. Um, so that, yeah, sure, maybe there's a woman who wants to be with two men, but the men might be resistant to being uh, with another man. Like, I've at some of the parties that I've been to where I've been in a mix of, like, me and two guys and, like, giving head to one guy or, uh, you know, and there's another guy there, the, the guy that was, I was with, like... Uh, went came to the party with he said that he was kind of a little uncomfortable with the guy next to him you know stroking himself while he was getting head really yeah he had to just keep looking at me and not look at that like ignore that figure over there so so I don't think male sexuality on a whole is there yet you know so you know, By the way, we're, we're talking about this while Mr. Big Stuff is playing in the background. Yeah, it's, oh, it's good. I'm glad that you're paying attention to the music. I know how music, how music is important to you, so. It is. You uh, are very honest about your experiences. Uh, few people talk about negative experiences that they have, and you have done so. Or maybe not negative, but... You've no, they're, a, they've been negative, sure. Right, but I, I'm, I'm thinking of, like, one in particular. I remember thinking uh, you... you you and your partner went to a party and you took a guy to the bathroom. Ah, uh, yes. And he just... you want to talk, tell that story? I mean, you've already told it in your podcast. Sure. But. I refer to him as Marky Mark. Right. He uh, looked like Mark Wahlberg, who I have such the hots for. Right. Yeah, that was... it was disappointing. I don't... I don't know what happened. He just couldn't... Get he... Taken. yeah, he couldn't... We quickly decided to go to the to the bathroom, and I was gonna give him head, and or no, I was gonna. I think that we were just gonna have sex, but then when it came to putting the condom on, it just didn't work. Right. It, like he went flaccid, like he couldn't. And you tried several times to fix the issue, but it just wouldn't. Yeah, it just didn't happen. And then that again happens with Javier, uh, which is the last two podcasts, which- and I. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No. What do you want to say? About I was going to say. First off, I started out with the podcast just being so jealous of this guy, right? Just thinking, God damn, what you know? It's going to go, and there's going to be two women there. What? Oh God, I hate the guy. And then afterwards, I was like, I hated him because he completely. People are going to have to download the podcast and listen to the whole thing. Just hated the son of a bitch. What a total asshole. <laughs> Talk about ruining the greatest thing. Yeah, I speak about that because, um, and I write about that because. It's what happened to me, and it's interesting. And the thing is, is that I do get criticism for uh, writing about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Why? I mean, what what what's the criticism there? 
Um, that I can never be happy, essentially, that I'm critical, that I, <laughs> like, uh, you know, I, like, the on this last one, I, I got a comment that said, um, is it just me, or does Mia seem like she has a hard time getting fucked? And the thing is, is that, like, that's kind of the reason why I, or that's not the reason, but it's my intention is to speak about experiences and show that they're not all going to be the fantasy that we imagine them to be, but that there's something that is incredible that happens, um, in these moments, even if it's not the fantasy that occurs. And so with, with speaking of like these two guys in particular, um, the story blow in the bathroom, uh, you know, that was Carmen and I were just first dating and that was our first sex party together. And that experience really brought us closer together. And in fact, also the, the threesome with Javier, um, brought us closer together as well. And so maybe in both of those stories, I didn't end up getting fucked by, um, Marky Mark or Javier, but I did by Carmen and, I don't really talk about that. I don't go in the great lengths t- to talk about that sex necessarily in the podcast because I just allude to it because I feel like that's all that's needed at that point. Right. But um, but yeah, I do I do get that kind of criticism sometimes because it's it's like, why are you having such a hard time? Well, I imagine the criticism is probably coming from guys who probably have found themselves in similar situations or are trying to defend, you know, or something, I, I, don't, I don't know. I can't speak on behalf of them. I just, I just think what a total asshole this guy is. I just, listening to, listening to your experiences, like, when I hear about, uh, like, the one specifically, like, the Marky Mark one, it sounds like something like, holy shit, how can, I've got to get on in on this action. I've got to try to somehow sneak my way into this world, either by becoming a bartender or, you know, something like that. I just think, oh, my God, this sounds... This sounds like such a great experience, yeah. but is it, do you think uh, it's bigger in my mind because you seem to have painted it in, as such a fun and an amazing experience? Oh, well, you say you think I do paint it as fun as amazing? No, I'm saying, I'm, no, well, no, I'm saying everything leading That's up. That's good, no, I'm I'm glad. saying everything leading up to going into the bathroom, and even going into the bathroom, that sounds like an amazing experience, even though the guy couldn't. Couldn't, couldn't yeah, perform. Yeah, it was like it was great, whatever. Right. I'm just saying, yeah. it sounded like a, an awesome and fun place to be. Right. So I guess I'm wondering. I, I guess I'm wondering if if it's as good as the way you seem to paint it in the in the podcast. I'm, I should say, I wonder if it would be as good for me as it as you <laughs> paint it in the podcast. Well, I'm glad you think it sounds good because that counters the people who are just like uh, she complains too much. No. Um. Yeah, I think it's really kind of what you bring to it. And you do you do kind of have to put in your time and sticking to the party uh, or sticking at the party for maybe longer than you want to mm-hmm. or going. But I think you you go out quite a bit, but you, you haven't really done the swinger parties so right. much. Yeah. Right. No, I go to the BDSM party, which is pretty... B, there's something about BDSM parties is there's very little separation where... BDSM, but you're not going to have sex at a BDSM party. But have you done Devious Delights? I have not. Well, that's another one you got to have a. You can't be a single guy at. Oh yeah. Right. 
But but, but there are like the intersection of the BDSM and swingers oh, really? communities. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So that they have all the equipment to get your kink on, but then you can actually have penetration sex. Right. And then there's people who are, you know, quote, vanilla, who go there to just have sex and then watch people get spanked and flogged and all that stuff. Is it so, a pretty good um, turnout? That's the thing is that you never know. Because I showed up at Devious Delights a couple times. Um, I don't know if you're attracted to me, but I'm just saying that like... The problem you is you're submissive as well. So it's going to be like, we just kind of like, hi. <laughs> yeah. I just I'm just trying to get you angry at me so you could hit me or something. That, I just spend the whole time like insulting you or something. Which, you know, I've been, I, I can switch a little bit, um, but I think you, you, and you certainly have, you've put in your time. Mm-hmm. I, I, I definitely have gone to some of these parties um, where I've been surprised to find, like, the one person that does not fit the stereotype of someone who goes to dungeon parties and, you know... It's their first time there, and they were just going to experience it, you know? So it kind of ends up just being a little happenstance. Mm -hmm. Um, But regardless of the party, you know, I've never gone and just been like, yes, to who's ever there. But you kind of never really know because it changes regularly. Mm-hmm. And over the course of the night, it changes too dramatically. And over the course of the night, sure. And that's the hard thing is that like you think, oh God, should I just stick it out? And Because uh, when, when I went as a single female, you're either like prey or uh, praise, you know, mm-hmm. so that everyone wants to be with you or everyone... And, and they're coming up to you kindly and sexy and seductively or they're just feeding on you, you know, and you're like hitting them off, like right. get away, just stop, you know. Um, and it's like sticking that out to see like the right temperament of somebody. It, it, it's, it can be exhausting. So if you're at, uh, I'm, I'm asking because... Uh, if I and I'm saying this in, in the most platonic way possible, uh-huh. if I went to a sex party and I saw a woman like you there, you'd be the type of woman I'd want to meet at a sex party, right? Okay. So, but my question is because obviously I've I found that it's not if I just wait for her to approach me, it's not going to happen. Uh huh. So how does someone approach you at a sex party that's not making you feel like you're prey or being fed off of? How does someone how do you like to be approached at a sex party? Do you like well, someone who just goes, just gives you the kind of like a, <laughs> just give you the give you the fake gun and, is that enough? No, you're shaking your head now. Okay. No, um, I don't know. Potentially, I'll tell you what I really don't like. First, I really don't like just being touched out of nowhere. Um, and this is something I kind of bring up in the podcast when. Um, I think it's exhibitionism and voyeurism, that story, where I'm <clears throat> having sex or trying to have sex with this woman, and then people just come up and start touching me. Um, that is not a good 
way. Um, and so, so that, even if I'm not having sex with somebody, if I'm just like, I don't know, you'll find yourself where there's a bed and you go and sit down on a bed, or I should say I, I go and sit down on a bed and then there's another couple and they are there and they're having sex and all of a sudden they reach out and start touching me. And it's hard to say because sometimes that touch can be welcoming or or it can't. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's really tricky. Like, I find it very difficult. I feel like whenever I try and answer this question, I contradict myself because... It, it just varies. It really depends on the person. It, do, it depends on the person. It depends on the situation. Do single guys stick out like a sore thumb at these things? Or I should say, when it's clear that a guy has shown up with a friend and just to get in. Because that would be my case. I, if I went to a sex club or party, yeah. I'd be going there basically with either someone who I don't know, who I found on Craigslist who was willing to go with me, or with a friend who might be a little curious or something like that. But is it clear when you see a, a guy who's just... he? He brought someone with a vagina in just so he could get in. Is it that obvious when you see someone like that? Sometimes. Yeah. Does it look pretty awkward? You know, I have to tell you, like, it depends. Like, sometimes I can get pretty drunk, and then I'm not really paying attention so much. But for one party, um, I met up with this other single female, and um, she said to me, she was like, let's do a count of every guy that brought an escort here. And I was totally like, wait, what? Guys bring escorts here? Like, I was not even thinking Holy about crap. that. But of course they do. Of course they do. I never even thought about that. I hadn't either. And I felt like I was really naive. So it's glad to hear that you hadn't thought about that either. But so it was quite funny because then we went around like room to room surveying, you know, and just um, discussing. How, how do you know? The, how can you identify the escort? Okay, good question. You can because they're fucking bored out of their mind. <laughs> like she, like this woman was getting fucked um, on a couch with other uh, people having sex. Like she was laying on the bed and the guy was, you know, standing slash kneeling, whatever it was, and fucking her. And, like, the woman I met, she said, yeah, you know, she's just counting the dollars in her head. And I just, I took that, I looked at her, and I was like, you're so right. That's she is crazy. just counting the dollars in her head. That like, is crazy. I never, and can, didn't you, I, that never entered in my mind that someone would, I suppose, if you don't have someone to go with you and you can't find anyone on Craigslist, I, mean, I, I don't know. Right, but what's interesting about that is that, like, he still just fucked the escort, you know, that he didn't really try and find anybody else, or what that I know of. He's just an exhibitionist, and that's what his thing is, maybe. Right, I mean, it's like, I I only follow people's stories for so long. I mean, like I said, like, I get drunk, or I get involved in my own activities, and then I don't know the rest of it. Um, What made you decide... I'm going to all these sex parties. Uh-huh. I'm going to write and podcast them. I started to go to sex parties, and um, most of my friends would never go to a sex party. And they were very, very curious about what happened. Um, and the thing is that I mostly would tell them the stuff that happened, which isn't what they would expect. So mostly my stories were 
about the human interaction and about these little quirky things about people um, waiting in line to get naked in the bathroom instead of just getting naked in public, you know, because we're all going to be naked together. Like, it doesn't really fucking matter. Um, And so people found that really interesting, uh, that it wasn't like I was going to these parties and it was a decadent experience, like eyes wide shut, sort of uh, Stanley Kubrick's version um, of a sex party. And... From there, it just kind of made me think about uh, writing about it. And once I started writing about it, I enjoyed uh, the writing aspect of it. And then doing a podcast seemed like the easiest way to get it out there. Um, And it all just kind of came together in that way. Um, You've got a, I'm sure you've heard this a million times, but you've got a great voice too for... You've got a great voice for a sex podcast, and I mean that in the most <laughs> sincere and non-creepy way, because you you present it in a way that sounds fun and friendly and sexy at the same time. And it doesn't sound. And I can I can speak from personal experience that just talking to regular this is your regular speaking voice. You're not. You it know. is. I mean, I certainly kind of get more into a bedroom voice, but it's it's definitely my regular right. voice. Um, which, yeah, I don't really think of it so much well, as a sexy voice, but when I hear it, I'm a little taken aback at what I sound right. like. It, I'm like, oh my god! I'm. I sound like I'm like drunk and stoned and just rolling out of no, bed. It sounds like, like you're turned on or something. You know, it sounds like you're <laughs> lustful. I guess is the word. I have a friend of mine listened to it and she said, oh my god, she sounds like she's naked when she records it and she is, uh, you know, either on a bed of silk or something. You know. Uh, and that was a female that's, friend of mine. That's so I was like, good, that's but good. she says that she she imagined you like naked and like maybe touching yourself or something during it. And I'm not going to ask that question if you are or not, because I think it's probably best just to wonder, right? And maybe then it say, is. I will say that it's not as effortless as it sounds, but I try and make it sound pretty effortless. Right. Um, but I, I, I do fucking love recording, and definitely every time I record. By the time it's finally done and all put together, I am really turned on and I tend to go out and uh, celebrate. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I mean, that's the thing is like, I definitely, I like to turn people on with my work and I'm very happy when people are turned on. My favorite emails that I get are ones that, you know, people say, my two favorites are, one is this guy who had been listening to my podcast and he was on a road trip with his wife and he played it for his wife and she just started to touch herself during the podcast and I don't remember or maybe it wasn't said if then he assisted or she brought herself to full orgasm from my story uh, but he, he like kind of reiterated like my wife never does this kind of thing. Right. And I love that. And then like this other guy who wrote in like that he was listening to the podcast and it got him so riled up that he uh, scheduled his lunch with his uh, girlfriend back at the apartment and he fucked her really hard over the kitchen table. And I love that. You know, I, I, I definitely like writing stories that turn people on, but I don't want them to just be like, 
you know, uh, cum shots, you know, they uh, like, because, well, I mean, they could and maybe they will at some point. But right now I'm writing about my experiences and I'm so glad that you appreciate the honesty in them because that's what I, I, I find it kind of crazy so much when you read erotica and it's just like the woman always has a wet pussy you know and like the cock is always hard you know and it's like just everyone's always ready and amped up and I think for a certain that's great and I love that kind of erotica it's just not always the truth that everyone is turned on and ready and that mm. and that even that everyone is turned on and ready in the way that you're turned on and ready so well, um, and I should point out that the third type of email you like, you like it when guys email you asking for a photo. <laughs> you really like that. You were telling me how much you don't get enough of those. No? Uh, no? Okay, maybe I was no. wrong. Maybe that, that wasn't the truth. Well, great. well, thank you so much for sitting down with me and being willing to change venues and putting up with a ice cream truck at first and little kids and then music. And it was great. I loved it. I have to admit, I didn't get to one. I maybe got to 50% of the questions I had for you. Really? Yeah, you I have that many more? I still have plenty more, but okay, we can save them for okay. another time. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Cool. Absolutely. Well, thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Once again, you can download Mia's podcast by going to miaontop.com and feel free to leave some feedback by going to massacast.com, leaving a comment. You can email me massacast at gmail.com. You can also find Massacast on Skype and so many other ways you can find on the website massacast.com. Thank you so much for listening and I uh, really appreciate you spreading the word. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Bye-bye.